IV Coaches presents Hi IV Coaches listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Our podcast intention is to make coaching more accessible. This series is called Pedari Series and it's conducted by Coach Sohail Michael Pedari who is a professional certified coach by ICF. He has 12 years of leadership and 5 years of coaching experience. In this series, he's conducting interviews with his peer executive coaches who have helped organizations and individuals internationally realize their dreams and achieve their goals. Thanks for tuning in again and please enjoy today's episode. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another session of a podcast here with Coach Fedari on behalf of IB Coaches. Welcome, Patricia, all the way from KL. How are you? Hello, Coach Fedari. Hello, everyone. I'm good, and it's fantastic to be here, and I'm a bit excited <laughs> what's going on after this. And yeah, let's get on with it. Awesome. Uh, exciting and excitement is always important in your life. And, uh, you know, that's yes. what makes us, you know, kind of get up in the morning and go and do what we do yeah. best, which is coaching. Now, Patricia, yes, we, right. we cross roads in a network, uh, through a global network. Yes, exactly. Um, yep. And it was very obvious when we first had the dialogue that you come from a very vast background uh, of, of coaching. You're also a professional certified coach by ICF. Uh, yes. which puts you in a very, um, you know, in a very exclusive platform, you know, when it comes to coaches, um, credentialed coaches globally. Uh-huh. In yeah. a way, and also, yeah, I, I believe that, and that's why I moved towards that. And mainly is for coaching, it's really not about the credential. Of course, that's an important part for me is the passion since I was very young. Um, can, Coming to the question. Can I share that story? Yeah, yeah, can yeah. I share that story? I always like to share this story because Go ahead. You know, when I was question. young. Where did it start? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I start? It's like when I was young, uh, you know, in school, I'm not sure about your academy, but the Academy in Malaysia, the first thing they always like to build is the ambitions of what's your dream? What do you want to become in the future? Right. And and um, in the school, there's always these top choices that uh, the parents or the teacher preferred in my time, but I'm not sure about yours, but in my time is engineer, accountants, Let me doctors, guess, doctor, yeah. <laughs> what else, what else do you think? Lawyers. That, <laughs> lawyers, that's right. And then for ladies, it's air stewardess, you know? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can pilots, just pilots find the text, pilots as well, yeah. So, uh, and after looking, all through, looking through all the lists, I was like, no. That's not what I want. So I just put the word teachers. Teacher. And guess what? To my surprise, my teacher asked me to change that. Wow. No, don't do that. Don't choose that. Put other things. So I was like, why? So I was like, not happy, but lo and behold, just choose any of others. I couldn't remember which one I chose. And I went home and spoke with my parents. Um... My father, being a, being a person who, who doesn't talk much, I told him, I said, today I wrote, I want to be a teacher and my teacher asked me to change that. Then my father just keep quiet and said, oh, okay. So that's it. Then my mom, I went to my mom 
My mom said, is that your best choice? Is that what you want? And I say, yeah. But can you go for better one? I say, what do you mean by better one? <laughs> so, um, well, after that being, after all the discussion, I was so confused. I, I went on and chose the other one. But lo and behold in me is that I want to be a teacher because uh, my teachers has impact in my life. And somehow or rather, I think that teachers somehow coaches. Some teachers coach us, some teachers teach. And that, that spirit of, um, that passions of sharing knowledge uh, sink in me. And I, I can't, I just, some, somehow after so many years of career, I was 10 years in IT, I ended up in training and moved on to coaching. So that, that, that seed that I have to be a teacher uh, just somehow grow and become uh, a coach today. So sometimes I do think that coaches, we do need to uh, share or teach, but that's not a preliminary uh, requirement or that's not what we do. But somehow or other, the teachers seems to be the route to how I end up as a coach today. And that's uh, really a, a work, a dream job or passions where I can say uh, it gives me a lot of values in my life and it supports a lot of values in my life and somehow after 10 years now more than, coming to more than 10 yeah more than 10 years now 11 years coming to 11 years I'm still loving it I'm still finding ways I guess the teacher part also to teach myself lesson of life while I'm coaching others my coaching actually give me a lot of lessons beautiful I like that. Um, I think on how to become better while they are sharing, while they are whatever they say, somehow it's like, oh, that applies to me as well. Yeah. So that's how I become a coach. Wow. Uh, it's very different uh, from other stories I heard, and you know, it's very unique because not everyone connects teaching and coaching together, uh, and some people just go through very other different ways of you know being in other professions before they explore coaching, right? But when you have an element of teaching, which means that, yes, coaching is teaching, and uh, teaching is coaching somehow. And you're sharing. It's somehow interconnected. Uh, you're, you're sharing, uh, but obviously you're listening to a lot. But then yes, yes. there's a lot of life experience that goes with it. Um, that, yeah. you know, that, that, that luggage becomes heavier and heavier with, with the time you spend on the planet uh, as a person. Mm, mm, exactly. And... Wow, here you are today, uh, a successful coach yeah. working with different partners globally, uh, delivering this passion uh, to yes. you know, people who want to change something in their life. Now, if I would say today you have a chance to um, tell people who are just coming out of college or just started a new career or just coming mm. out of uh, unemployment to go into employment after this scenario globally, and I know coaches would not necessarily give advices rather than listen. Mm. Let's say you're going to give, you know, is there any advice someone should not listen to in this moment? As a someone should person, not listen to. Yeah, as a person who's freshly coming out or is going to change their you know, new career or is there an advice a person should not take? And if not, what is it and why? Well, um, Funny enough, when, when you ask that question, 
I, this word self-talk come to me. The one that you should not really listen to is your negative self-talk. It's not about others because no matter how or who speak with you, I mean, someone, someone you might look up to speak with you, you listen to the advice, that's fine. And what happened is at the end of it, who makes the decision? Who decides? No matter how good the piece of advice to you, but if your negative self-talk came come in, comes in and override, it will override it. True. Do not listen to your do the advice of your negative self-talk, but thank your negative self-talk that comes in to give you the somehow a lesson, an awareness, right? Or maybe even an insight of the directions that you need to go. Or thank that self-talk and ask the self-talk. Uh, to quiet down, now it's time to make decisions, especially those negative ones. But the positive one will help you to move forward. A piece of advice out there, I'm not sure because at the end of it, you are the one that decide. I like that. Right? I like that. So, in other words, the saboteurs in your mind, you know, the negative talk. Yes. Those, are, those, those voices. Those, those voices, like, keep telling you, like, even though how good that piece of advice or how bad that piece of advice is, if you allow your negative self-talk to override all this, at the end of it, you will still make the wrong decisions. Maybe not the, I wouldn't say wrong, but maybe not right at that point. Correct. You need to go through a lot more before you reach to the next level. Yeah. I see, I see. So, in this past couple of years or months, um, mm. when a person approaches you for, uh, you know, for change, right? Mm. How do they look at coaching today versus what they did? I mean, you're based in KL in Malaysia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I believe the, the coaching culture is somehow developed and somehow yes, still exactly. developing. Uh, so it, it's moved out of the phase of being unknown, right? Uh, yeah. How... How do you um, see that change today versus what it was a couple of years ago when you were practicing? And what would mm -hmm. you, you know, how, what brings people to you? So, so I'm hearing here that there are two, 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 three questions here. Two, one first question is, uh, what was the difference between yeah. before and now? And yeah. also, what was what what is my approach towards yeah. how I handle it? Okay, uh, in the past. Even right now, there, there are still a uh, majority of the, the society would think that coaching is mentoring or coaching is training, coaching equals to self-help, but really uh, that's not the case. So I would encourage people to actually come in and experience it first before you know the, the difference. I'm sure Coach Pedari know about how, what's the difference and sometimes it's very hard to define it in a sentence. Absolutely. And when people ask me, I always just say, coaching is a partnership. Both of us dance together mm -hmm. at the same time and we bring that, that, you know, that moment go to that height Absolutely. of it. And, and you ask me, my approach, my approach is very, very, to me is, I, I'm a very kinesthetic person. I'm a very hands-on person. So my approach is I do it, then I tell you whether it works. I experience it first. So how I do it is now is example. Um, 
I want to know more about coaching. I want to really go deep into it. What happened is I decided like Jan on July to join ICF Malaysia as the committee. Congratulations. To even to be more hands-on to what coaching is all about and create. I don't want to, to, to just um, listen from somebody else, but I want to be part of it to create the awareness for others. So the hands-on to, 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 to be really go into it and act on it. And then, therefore, you can tell the difference because everyone has different definitions of coaching. So for me, it's a partnership here and now for us to bring you to the next level. But to you, after you experience it, you might have different definition. And the essence of it in here is actually what's your belief? I'm a change coach, so I, I work a lot on belief systems and also your values because whatever you believe in will actually create your values and also it's a circle. So I work a lot with individual or person belief systems and also the values of this person and bring this person awareness of whether there's an alignment in their life or there's a misalignment. If there's a misalignment, great, let's work on it. If there's alignment, even better. How can we make it even better? Even better. Yeah. Yes. I love the answer. I think, yeah, it makes sense. It makes very clear sense that um, you know, you've got nothing to lose, right? When you go to a gym and you get a trial session and you yes. coach to show you around the gym, you see the difference to your body mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, yep. months, years. And same thing is with the uh, coaching of a self. Uh, yes. You're to give it a trial, see if you can bond, see if you can yes. have that chemistry, work with the coach. And, uh, exactly. Coaches are very friendly person. Coaches are very um, enthusiastic person. And some coaches might be very controlling because they want you, they want you to go to the better option, uh, level. But most coaches are carries carries responsible in them that they want to bring something different in the person i agree I right. obviously i agree fully uh <laughs> and, and knowing that uh, changes that you know we have done in other people's lives uh, over mm. maybe a week or two i mean you know, we've, we've had clients where after two three weeks they come back and say wow i mean i didn't know that was possible and i had that yes. all the time but i never looked at it that way so yes. the perspective and the shift like take long shift, or yes. short depends on <laughs> depends on individual yeah right so agree. let me ask you one thing because it's an overwhelming at the end of the day it's an overwhelming uh, very energy draining uh, passionate job mm. okay? it's not like mm. you know you switch off you switch on and it might be that way now yeah Patricia what do you do when you're overwhelmed where do you get your energy what do you do or do you go somewhere do you do something or do you how do you get back your energy to go back and be your best you when you coach or when you... Very, 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 very good questions. Uh, to be honest, I'm still practicing. I'm still finding every time it's different methods. Uh, but one thing I, I really learned, I also an uh, NLP coach. One thing I really learned about in NLP is how can I associate and dissociate? So, uh, of course, during the coaching sessions, I will need to really make sure that I dissociate from what the client is sharing. And we really, it's only when you're dissociated, you're able to actually look at things in a different perspective. And how, how do I recharge 
typically after the sessions, I will do whatever notes taking everything is done. And for that, I will tell myself, hey, come back, Patricia, and leave the things there and let the nature take its course. Your client has gone through the process. You got to trust the process. You got to let you got to trust the client to make it work for themselves. And off I go sometimes exercise. Breathing exercise is very important. I do a lot of breathing exercise. Even like I'm, I'm here now in the office, even before I end, uh, before I go out, I actually do some breathing exercise because I go out to, to meet my family member. I work from home, by the way. So before I meet my family member, I like it, especially if it is raining. I will take an umbrella or a raincoat and walk out. Just, just to refresh myself. That's, that's the one thing that I really like if it is raining. So you said breathing, right? Breathing exercise, yes. And I think that's where uh, a lot of get, people get shocked or surprised when you say just breathing. Because um, you know, some people come back and say, well, I'm breathing. Otherwise, I wouldn't be standing here. Uh, and I think that's where... A lot of us don't know the real meaning of breathing and what how yes exactly yeah and we don't breathe the right way right way we shortcut our breathing unconsciously because it's so automatically in our body already that we just breathe that's it but that's that's the the breathe the air actually fill our lung or not and a lot of time when I do a breathing exercise with a lot of people, I say, can you breathe in? And a lot of time, the breathing seems to be the opposite way. When they breathe in, the stomach went flat. When they breathe out, the stomach get bloated. I say, no, that's not the right way of breathing. We shortcut our breathing already. So the breathing, the actual breathing exercise really helps. And as a coach, we really need to learn to let go. And what do you mean with that? We are rest Can you elaborate? We are respond. <laughs> okay. Uh, initial year of my coaching journey, I took on the burden oh. of my client. It became a burden. I become burnout. But slowly as I go on, I know that I need to trust process, like I mentioned. Trust process, trust your client, they can handle it. And when you the moment you 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 end the session with the client. Right? Of course, there's some work you need to follow up. Yep. That's the task. But when it comes to the mind part, you need to be mindful that uh, it's time to let go. It's time to move on your own life as a coach because you have other journey to travel. You need to allow uh, your coachee or your client to travel their own journey. Yeah, And sometimes I feel... I feel sad or nervous in the past that if the client don't come back to me, well, I just say, well, I, I don't know how to let go, but now I say, well, he has, he or she has his own path to travel. I have mine. Our group crossed and it's over. Let's move on. Trust them. They can do it and trust yourself that you have done a good job. I think that's a great one you said there because at the end of the day, coaching is about bringing shift or, you know, Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. I call it breaking patterns. Um, and it's if that shift happens, then you've done a job, right? You've a well done job. And yep. that person um, back on whatever track they were on, or if they're happy of the, mm. uh, the changes they've done, then I guess that's it. Um, yep. So it is maybe a difficult situation when you have a client you're working with and, uh, and they somehow 
reach the destination that they were looking for to reach, which tells me a lot about coaching, which means that you really don't have an agenda. Yep. Ever. You really don't have Ever. an agenda. Never. Because, because some, some clients just come in, they just want to have a space for them to, to, to. so for as a coach, sometimes you're there to hold the space for them, for them to be able to articulate what's inside them, to even say what has not been said, said the unsaid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and have you, have you had this experience where people come to you and then after maybe half an hour, you just, they just boom. Understand what it was yeah. before. <laughs> I, uh, sometimes, like my my some of my friends say, "Hey, how are you going to make your coaching become a business?" I say, "Sometimes I find it challenging, also because uh, but to me, my my passion sits still in me because sometimes some some of my clients they come to me first sessions after half an hour they walk away with a lot of value and that's it they moved on. Yeah. They never get to be my client, but our journey crossed and in a way we are friends and I'm grateful that this person appeared in my life and this person definitely would like, thank goodness I went, I went to see you the other day just for just half an hour. And it's a very it's selfless like, uh, profession. I would believe that it's a very compassionate, yes. very, very selfless. You know, you're not really trying to grab people to you as clients and if they're yeah. happy to fly off, they fly off. Yes, exactly. And yeah. So, so yeah. I'm here I'm here and now like I say it's a partnership here and now and if that's that that small conversations move you and you're already ready. You have all the states, you have all the resources ready to move forward. There's no point for me to earn from you. Exactly. So yeah. Here comes a funny question now. Um, you know, and, and throughout your experience, you've gone through mm -hmm. ups and downs as anyone else, and highs and lows. Do you remember the biggest failure that you've had? <laughs> and if so, the biggest failure that actually became a great learning. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also a learning of letting go. I have feedback from. Uh, someone saying that you never be a good coach. Oh, that is, that is a big statement to me. But well, that I statement hope, actually. I hope they didn't put money on that because they lost. <laughs> uh, it is a how I say it's it's a it's a very uh confusing relationship. I would say, but because of that statement, I'm start to question myself, and therefore, on during that time, I found my purpose. My purpose of life, my purpose of serve, my purpose of being a coach. That's other people' feedback, and it's a good reflection on me. I I will never be a best coach to everyone, but I will want what I want to do is at that point at that moment I want to be the best coach for you, whoever that works with me, and move forward. Whatever feedback that you gave me. I will take it as a reflection point for myself, as a learning for myself. And that helps me to work with feedback a lot. I was very bad with feedback. I couldn't take feedback. Uh, to me, is I've done everything perfect and I should, could, I should always get a good feedback. But, and as a coach, that like I say, as being a coach also teach me a, less, a lot of lessons. One of it is on feedback. Right? So uh, I would say, really really 
the failure that helped me is actually helped me to receive feedback differently. If you go to my LinkedIn, I actually wrote an article on that, a, a double-edged sword on how you control it is up to you. My biggest failure would be, I would say that that statement actually made me go down. Really, I almost wanted to give up as a coach. But at the end, when I, I realized that it's about the feedback, and I work on the feedback, and now I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm entirely okay with feedback when there's a negative or, or not. Actually, when it comes to this, is that negative or positive is really your own perceptions. The other person may manage it differently. It's just that sometimes people word it differently. As a coach, do I really go and be curious and find out and find out what is it about? Yes, you can never be a good coach. Well, I can never be a good coach in certain situations, but I can always be my best coach in front of my client. I, I would say every moment that I'm with my client, I'll do my best. I like that. Right, not, 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 not for me to look good, not for me to have a good present, but I will do my best to bring the best out of you. I think, yeah. Uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but one thing you said about feedback and you brought it into the fact of learning uh, from failure. Um, and I think one thing that um, you know, a lot of coaches um, gain from is the immediate self-evaluation or analysis of what we do. Um, you know, knowing that you're, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, knowing that we are perhaps we're good is not good enough, right? And, and it's good to constantly question what is it that we're doing. And that comes again of yeah. that constant feedback is important even for the growth of a coach. So there you go, you know, uh, to turn a failure into success mm. can be very yeah. easy and same time very difficult if you don't want to evaluate your own work and your own mm, exactly. right? Yeah, I guess uh, one of the things I would say failure in my life, I fail to accept feedback. But now, as I go through it, I really face it, I really front it in front of me, say, hey, Patricia, it's a feedback. What, are, what is your thought? I actually work with one of the coach. Yeah. I mean, as a coach, we also being coached by others. We always have practices to make sure that uh, we're okay. Yeah. And when I, in the past, when we talk about feedback, I just like, put it aside, I can handle, I tell myself I can handle, I can handle. But there was one who was like, hey, just do it. And, and, and it, it takes courage. It does. It takes courage to, to actually face it. And I, I was very good, glad that I, I gone through that sessions with another coach and that's it. Now, I'm, I'm actually curious about feedback. Whenever there's a feedback, I ask, okay, what does this mean? I, I don't, I'm not like, no, that's not true. People just because she doesn't like me, she she put that statement. Sometimes it could be, but but I, I want to be because what makes us it so? What is it that I need to improve on? What is it that uh, is missing? What's the gap that I need to fill up? Uh, I think one of the uh, things that I like Fred Kaufman uh, in conscious business coaching. There's no gap. There's no coaching. So the feedback is actually a gap. Uh, uh, in a way I find out my gap and I can decide whether I want to take it or leave it. Feedback is a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Uh, we did actually a session on this with another coach called Jacopo Nicelli on the feedback 
and how it's given and how it's done. So, um, yeah, you see, it comes back again in, in, in our conversation. Now, mm-hmm. you know, all of us get inspiration from somewhere, yeah, from someone, mm-hmm. from somewhat. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> where do you get your inspiration and who are the inspirational people in your life or have been or are still? Um, I guess one is, uh, there, are, there are three of them. <laughs> uh, uh, one of them is my grandma. She's a, a lady of old will of, I don't, I don't know how to describe her. She's just amazing that she raised up seven children. I, can't, I lost count, but too many siblings of my father's. Uh, and she's just quiet. And my father has that element from her, being quiet. And that's exactly what we need in coaching sessions, the silent. And... Um, the silence that I see in them actually inspire me and also remind me every time in the coaching sessions, pause. The other person that uh, really inspired me is my mom. Being a non-education, non-educated person, illiteral, she, she managed her way to, to self-support. She managed her way to continue my father's sewing business after my father passed on and, and uh, moved on like, and, and she always have this I don't know sometimes she have all this positive energy in her everything you speak with her she just can come up with something positive wow. and she can just give you some metaphor right to, to, to bring a habit to move me to a habit that um I never know. Example, uh, I used to be wake up, waking up, just walk out from my bed and leave my blanket that way. <laughs> and my mom just said one statement. She said, do you, know, do you notice that if you fold your blanket every morning, it's a brand new, fresh morning? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I, I just do it since then. I just... Wow. That's an amazing metaphor. Like, yeah, my, yeah she, she is illiterate, but life gives her less. Life teach her lessons. Life actually gave her a lot of things that she actually uh, passed on to us. And then the other one I would say is my husband. Uh, he really inspired me and as a man of the family, as a child to his parents, and also as a husband on how he being supportive towards me, towards my career, um, and how he manages his time. And when I look at him now, he's like walking a talk of a successful man. Like if you look at uh, the book by, uh, the book entitled Leaders Without Title or something like that. I can't remember. There are seven things that a successful person does. He does all the seven. And so I was like, how he managed to do that. I mean, I'm a coach. (laughs) But he owned his business. I was like, okay. So I was like, uh, sometimes when people say a coach has to be credentialed, sometimes it really depends on how you look at it. I will look at my husband as a coach. He has no coaching credential or anything, but he can speak in certain way. He can ask me questions in certain way that create a lot of awareness in me. Of course, when I ask him questions, he knows that I'm asking a coaching questions. Well, that's the reality when you have a <laughs> when yeah, you have a family. 
coach wife. <laughs> True. Uh, um, yeah, true. I think this person, my grandma, which a bit spring a bit to my father, my mom, and also my husband. Wow, and I would say the other one is my daughter. Oh, that's nice. She, she teach me a lot of lessons of right. becoming a better human. And believe it or not, sometimes she asks me coaching questions. Wow. Simple. So how now? Yeah. I was like, hmm. What else? <laughs> <laughs> she likes to ask, so how? It's like, okay. <laughs> Those are powerful questions, you know, and then you, know, <laughs> yeah. you, you got to come up with a long answer. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's amazing. I, I love the, yeah. you know, that, that's really inspirational by the way you put it. Um, and now that you say your daughter is also very, you know, um, sometimes she comes with these questions um, that you get surprised. Now, let's say that you have the possibility of putting something or an image or a quote or a word on a big billboard. We're going to give you this billboard mm. and it's free of charge. Thousands and thousands and millions and hundreds of thousands of people can see that. Mm. What would you put there and why? For I'll people. Put the word. I will, I, will, I will put the word that I've been carrying on many years, ever since I started uh, on my own. <clears throat> uh, make a difference. You decide. Make a difference. You, you decide. decide. You decide. Yeah, I mean, it, it actually it translates to make a difference, I decide. Right? A lot of people want to make a difference in a very big way, but a small way. You can decide when or how you want to do it. A small way, right? Just even a simple smile. A, a simple thank you. That can make a difference in a lot of people's life. Most yeah. powerful words, right? Thank you. The two most powerful words in the world. Um, it, it actually lost its meaning yeah. along the way as we grow. But, uh, but now I learned to say thank you again because of my daughter. That's why I say she inspired me. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, I do invite everyone who's listening and watching also to reflect on these two words. I think, you know, there's, there's, it's never a wrong day to do the right thing. And it really, really, yes. you don't have to change the world. Exactly. Right? Uh, as you said wisely, uh, there's so small things we can do to change. Right? Uh, and some yeah. people complicate life by saying, I want to do something big. Um, yes. It started with small movements. So, yes, uh, you need to start with the first step. Right. And the other day First I was, step is thank yourself. Yeah. Thank yourself for making that decision. Yeah. And I always give this, uh, this metaphor. Uh, I was studying with my son the other day, uh, social studies about the movement, mm -hmm. like weathering or erosion. Mm -hmm. like those things don't happen fast. They happen throughout. Exactly. The but then you have mountains, valleys, things move around. You have caves, you have under underwater caves made out of the fact. Look, look at us in... And small changes, very small changes. Yes. You know what? The world is changed nowadays because of the small virus or coronavirus. Very small good. thing. Yeah, very small tiny. Thing. But, but I believe our world will be changed to a better place. I believe our world will change and human will evolve to better hypes if you allow it to happen to you. I, I have to say, yes, I, I absolutely agree with that and emphasize that, you know, it's very, very well, I mean, you know, you can see how connected we are one to another. 
Yes, uh, exactly. And I, 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 not, if not because of that, I won't be connected with you, Push Pidari. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that is true. That is true. And uh, I think that, that that's what opens doors, opens minds. And, uh, and therefore, you know, if I would give you $100 today, 100 um, can I say US dollars? Just because of the exchange rate, I know it's maybe better. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> if I give you a hundred US dollars today, <laughs> how would you invest that? I mean, mm. and why? Mm, very good Anything. questions. Hundred US dollars. <clears throat> For me, I would invest <laughs> in a food. Okay. Food as in a supplement to us, a, a good meal okay. for my family that will bring joy. And because of these joys that I have, I can actually spring it out to outside the community. And, and if, I mean, for me, um, I'm contented, I, I have enough. So this $100, I would say, I will, I'll, I'll bring that to whoever needs it. Right? Okay. And... Why? Because I guess that's the passions of a coach that want to help. One of the, 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 the purpose of me is I have this strong will to help people. So when you think of that one, when you ask me that 100 uh, USD, I was like, give it away. Give it away. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks for that. I know that a lot of times we say take care of ourselves, but... <clears throat> Uh, by giving away, I'm actually taking care of myself because that's that's my passion. That's what I want to do. Amazing. Well, um, we'll take that up. No worries. And I think uh, that's definitely another compassionate way of, of uh, feeling good about yourself. Now, hmm. reaching the end, and one question I always ask is uh, the tricky one. If hmm. Patricia, if you were in my shoes right now in my place, what question would you ask yourself that I didn't? And why? And obviously, you should answer it as well. <laughs> Please. Mm, wow. That's a trick. Yeah, that's really a tricky one. One question I'll ask. Uh, how do I... Uh, well, I, I can't think of any, actually. Uh, how can I live my life to the fullest okay. as a coach? Yeah, that's How that's come you? to me. How can I live my life unpushed? Um, for me, is to take each step at a time and to see the person in front of me as a whole person. There's no specific two to one person, but at that point, at that moment, uh, what comes to me, what comes to us, We'll partner it and we work it out. Amazing. Well, thanks for that answer. Actually, the question and the answer. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a tricky one, but, but that's a good one. I, I think that can be a good coaching question as well. It is. It is. Uh, the fact is that um, to be able to also um, take one step at a time and take one breath at a time yeah. is important. Yeah. Sometimes we rush things and Thank you for the answer that, you know, let's take one, you know, the step number one with the person with us and then the steps will come or the next. Yes, yes. So it, it makes perfect yes. sense to me. Patricia, we've come to the end of the podcast um, and Thank I want you, to Coach ask Pajari. you kindly to share with us where can 
listeners or viewers find you? So if they want to learn uh, more about me. you, yeah, where do they go? Um, can find me via LinkedIn, but uh, I actually don't use my actual name, but you can search Patricia Liao or you can actually go to my website as well, madwithme.com, as in M-A-D-W-I-T-H-M-E.com. Right, okay. go and find out why Matt with me. All right. <laughs> a lot of people are actually ask why Matt? Why Matt with you? I say go and find out. Go to my website and find out. Well, you're lucky I didn't ask the question, so we now have to go and look at that. Uh, so, that, <laughs> um, and definitely on LinkedIn, search for Patricia Liao L I A W A W. Yes. All right, Patricia Liao. Correct. Well, that's fantastic. I know it's quite late afternoon there, so it's almost uh, time for uh, maybe dinner time or family time. So I want to thank you once again for dinner. Dinner, yes. Yeah. So thanks again for connecting with us at that time of the day uh, from KL. <laughs> uh, I wish you a great, great, great uh, remainder of the week, whatever is left of it. And on behalf of my partners, Ivy you. Coaches, once again, thank you for connecting and uh, coming in and having this discussion with us. Thank you for having me. You too. Take care. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Good afternoon, everyone from Dubai. Bye.